Welcome to another episode of The Potato Files. I'm your host, Jeff Paul, the human potato of comedy, as they call me. A little moniker a good friend gave to me. I just uh, I just go with it. What are you going to say? Today, my guest is uh, a comedian who's, um, who's left us in the Toronto comedy scene to find brighter pastures across the pond in the great country of England. Dylan Gott's here today, everyone. Say hi to Dylan. Hello. Hi. I said <laughs> hi to myself. Isn't that shitty? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping one day we'll have a live studio audience <laughs> here in the Never Sleeps Network. The bedroom. Potato Files. We, we open up that closet door and there's just stadiums of <laughs> stadium seating <laughs> i was gonna mention there's uh i was so my um staying with my fiance's family right now and uh downstairs is where her brother lives like a uh, classic greek family you know nice, kids nice. staying in the house and uh he has like the best video games because he's a 36 year old man who works at the source and lives with his parents why not you know and uh he got a new wwe game and i'm like i gotta create a guy make some swear word names turns out you don't have to because one of the names is big ham big ham Oh, nice. <laughs> just straight up big ham. And then I just thought of you immediately. Yeah, well, yeah. Ham and potatoes. That's all me, baby. <laughs> the blandest meal you can possibly have. Tasteless, Jeff Paul. Um, it's, a, it's it's dirty and mushy. You put a little sour cream on that potato, though, and you're having a party. A couple chives. Who knows? Buddy, I don't think I've had sour cream in years. I, I'll tell you my best potato recipe. And hey, if you're listening at home, feel free to write it down. It's called... Um, Open up a note document on an iPhone, because... <laughs> <laughs> You're about to hear some wisdom. It's called um, cedar plank mashed potatoes. Jesus Christ! And uh, what it is, you, 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 you get those, you know, those cooking cedar planks. You get them at like Canadian Tire for like your barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Soak one of those for a couple hours so it doesn't light on fire when you put it on the barbecue. And then you, uh, you, you'd mash up potatoes, but you mash up like sour cream. You mash these potatoes, yeah. You in ma- the mashed potato, yeah, but not like creamy like you want it chunky oh yeah, yeah yeah so it's like chunky mashed potato like uh you put in like butter sour cream bacon cheese chives green onions i put corn in there like anything you can think of and then when you mix it all up you mound it on the cedar plank like a football nice then you put it on the top rack of your barbecue shut the lid have it on low heat for about half an hour to 45 minutes <laughs> There is a Buddy, part... it's like Jesus coming in your mouth. <laughs> That's good? It's good, good. <laughs> the come of Christ? <laughs> there is a part of the Toronto comedy scene that I would describe as the barbecue boys. Where, like, <laughs> these are a one-stop shop, one good barbecue recipe piece. What I do is I cut sweet potatoes up and I boil them, and then that's it. <laughs> End of recipe. I call that let's let's solve the case potatoes. Call Get that. the nutrients in you. We gotta find out who killed that kid. <laughs> call that I'm too poor for meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing. Like uh, I'm a vegetarian. I'm like I've been a vegetarian on and off. I just didn't realize it because I was like I'm a too poor and b too lazy. How to long have you been chicken. vegetarian? I mean, man, it just goes weeks at a time. Like, it's not an ideology I subscribe to. It's just, I bought chicken two weeks ago and I haven't cooked it. I haven't eaten meat in two weeks. I hope you put it in the freezer. Yeah. (laughs) I put it in the freezer and it was like, I want, every time I look at chicken, I just see 45 minutes of my life wasted. Really? Yeah, man, I just don't enjoy cooking at all. Like, this foodie thing, like, I'm fat, so people just assume I'm a foodie and I know yeah, about food. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just eat a ton of, like, I just eat a ton of grains. Okay, <laughs> I just have all this weird water weight. I'm like, this guy eating a tub of quinoa? Like, that's it's just quinoa and salt, and I eat it. And a loaf of bread, wash it all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, quinoa sandwiches, they're great. <laughs> exactly. Because most people, yeah, my girlfriend's big into the, like, or fiance now, I guess, uh, fiance. multiple adjective 
hamburgers thing where it's it, like oak raised hamburger or whatever oh my. Just, like, just do i don't I, I don't mind a good frozen burger like just yeah. the, the, you know the stack of burgers you keep in the freezer break yes. one off every now and again that's a quick cook 10 minutes on the barbecue <laughs> five on each side what's the last time you microwaved meat oh never yeah see that's like, the thing jeff paul will, will tell you oh i'm a piece of shit first time i saw you do stand-up it was about it was something about like uh, going on the subway and you smell like pussy and everyone knows. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, oh, my God, I'm a piece of shit. But then it's like, no. Uh, are those ribs braised? They're not. I spit on you and your family. My, my ribs are at least a 24 hour process. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're, at the end of the day, you can pretend you're a piece of shit, but you're a man with standards. You were just born short and you adjusted. <laughs> I'm super tall, so, like, life, you know, people expect things. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's great. All right, we're going to get started here. Um, this uh, this is the Potato Files, and what it is is uh, I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions that it's just too weird for me to ask you at the bar, you know? So we put, right. we, put, we put you in this forum, and I can get personal with you. <laughs> you asked me a bunch of weird questions, so it's I'm super be comfortable because it's recorded. It's not going to be weird. We're just going to find out about you. We're going to find out what makes Dylan got tick. Sweet. Where were you born, Dylan? Well, let's start right from the beginning. Ooh. That's how we like to do it here. I was born in, Jesus Christ, North York. North York. <laughs> I adjusted my visa, so now I know exact fucking subdivisions. <laughs> North York. I was born in North York, born in Jane and Finch, uh, and uh, then we moved to Newmarket. You got siblings? I got a sister. A sister, younger, she's 27. Older. Yeah, she's younger, four years. She's in school for something. I don't know what she does. You don't talk to him to her much, or I do. You do. You just never. Ask, I just don't like. Never ask what she's going to school for. <laughs> no, I like just something weird. It's just a bunch of adjectives, really. <laughs> the thing is, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Undercover, low key. I'm the worst listener in the world. Uh, <laughs> I barely remember anything. You remembered a joke I told? Like I haven't told that joke in about four years, bro. That's the thing. <laughs> that's how. That's why my sister's constantly insulted by my memory. You remember? Like, you remember that I remember fucking sh- fat fuck smelling like pussy on the subway? <laughs> <laughs> remember what I want to do with my life? <laughs> you know how you just remember little things, but then not big things? Like, certain things just kind of tick in your mind, and you remember it for no reason? I can remember, um, I, I remember so many weird details about everything, but um, I forget shit on the fucking streetcar all the time. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'll just put it beside me, and then it's just, it's gone. I'll never see it again. <laughs> I left a big bag of weed on the streetcar a couple of weeks ago. Jesus fucking Christ. I got off Christ. and I realized, I'm like, that's fucking, that's still on there. And the door's closed, and I just peeled the door. <laughs> I'm like, you're not going With anywhere. the strength of fucking Thor. <laughs> that's my weed. That low-to-the-ground fat man is rumbling for his weed. I lift the streetcar off the track so it can't go anywhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I lost. I think there was like my mom told me this like last week. She gets drunk and tells me like my mom's a super nice person, but when she gets drunk, she just tells me like <laughs> bad things I did. And uh then when I was in grade 2, I think I lost three lunch boxes in one week. Like I'm that bad at just like I leave shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I I I I do a lot of leave behinds. Yeah. Um all right. Well, let's get back on that. What's what's it like growing up in the Gott household? Happy oh, family, nice. mom and dad still together? So my dad died when I was five. Well, that really took a turn. Which was super happy. <laughs> we smothered him as a family. <laughs> I was, was like, oh. Died from getting hugged too much. I'm the man of the house now. I was five. I'm a real, yeah, I got a real weird complex. No, uh, dad passed away when I was five, so that was bad. And then we moved to uh, Stouffville, where I like grew up. 
for high school. Oh, he uh, car accident. Car accident. Fuck. Yeah, bad times. Ridgemont High. That's why. Uh, that's why I don't like city TV because they wouldn't leave my mom alone for an interview. Oh, really? They would just wouldn't fucking stop. It was a big accident. Like, yeah. Well, it's just super. Tra- like the narrative was so tragic. I think they were just like, was he the nice. only? Was he the only <laughs> one who died in it? Yeah. Yeah, I had a cousin died in a car accident at, uh, he was 17. And, uh, we drove by, like, cause we live out in Niagara, you've been there. And, uh, me, my dad, and my brothers drove by the accident. And we're like, oh, oh shit, God. that guy didn't make oh, it. And then we get home and God. we find out, no, he didn't make it. And he's our cousin. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. rough. Uh huh. Yeah, I heard Derringer make fun of my dad's death in the high school. I haven't told anyone that. Jesus. I called him up and, uh, basically i was like i'm 18 i can get on go bus you fucking motherfucker it was uh, way worse than that there was a lot of homophobic slurs and then he emailed me back and then uh, i emailed him like uh give me a time and a place and then a bunch of homophobic slurs i am from a small town after all yeah uh, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's quite rampant and once you get uh, <laughs> once you get uh I'll say north of Shepherd, that uh, that N word gets pretty loose. <laughs> oh, I did not not the N word. <laughs> oh, well, the homophobe, yeah, the F word. Yeah, 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 the F word. Yeah, and then yeah, the and then cool I were, and then I moved here, and I was like, well, that hurts people's feelings. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because I grew up in a small town, and um, those people aren't even there to hate, but there's yeah. this preconceived hate for people of color, um, gay people, and it's yeah. just like small town mentality. And then once you leave, like when I left, and I started like. You know, living in cities, I became more like, oh, hey, this is, you know, like I, yeah. my preconceived notions were gone once you actually start meeting these people. But I go back home and I'm just like, fuck, you guys haven't really grown up at all, have you? Yeah, man. And it's weird how that will adjust. Like, I remember a couple of my buddies went to college in Oshawa. And then some of them were, like, saying shit like, statistically, black people are worse or shit like that. And I was like, but what statistic? Like, what book are you getting these stats out of, buddy? But then they moved here, and then that kind of got rinsed out of them. It's weird. It's just cultural thing. Yeah, I know. I remember um, two of my buddies. Uh, a friend of ours' um, dad came out of the closet when he was in high school. Okay. And uh, then we were talking about it years later. Like, I had already moved from Niagara. And uh, we were just talking. We are like, man, that would be weird. Like, if my dad was, like, one day, like, hey, I'm gay, um, just because, you know, it's your dad, you know? Yeah. And uh, I go, I wonder how he told him. And uh, my buddy goes, oh, he probably woke up and he was getting a finger in his ass. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what you do? like, do you guys assume all homosexual people are pedophiles? They're like, oh, yeah, for sure. I'm like, fucking... <laughs> Come on, man. Grow up. Yeah, of course they <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suck a dick, you'll suck a kid's dick. <laughs> What's the difference? A dick is a dick, buddy. <laughs> That's super funny. Yeah, I don't think we were that bad. Well, my town was like more affluent. Like I went back there and I don't remember my childhood. I don't remember my childhood being any different than anybody. It's like we were kind of mm-hmm. the poor family in town, which means we did not have a pool. <laughs> because we moved there based off my dad's life insurance money. And then my mom was like a single mom. Did your mom work? Yeah, yeah, my yeah. mom worked uh, in a transportation. Okay, what'd your dad do before he died? And how old was just he? Just a bunch of shit. Really. How old was he when he died? He was when he died, forty-one. Fuck. Yeah, buddy. He's a florist for a bit, but he was like a real like. Yeah, it's why like I have this like inbred shithead in me that I just can't get rid of, and like honest to god, like an inbred, uh, <laughs> just a. Pension for locker room talk, I believe. Because your dad wasn't there to smack you around. <laughs> no, because he was like, I remember my earliest memories of being like, 
Here's how you trick women and get what you want. Like, it was just like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, I tell all my friends that, but like, if I, my dad was still alive, like, I probably would just live at like 401 and like something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd live on the edge of Toronto and just think I was the ba- the best. Like, I would just like <laughs> never wear sleeves. <laughs> I played football for a bit in high school, got some muscle tone and cut the sleeves off of like every shirt I had. <laughs> I cut the sleeves off of my like hooded sweatshirts because I was like, these guns like Sleeve- my arms. Sleeveless hoodie. Body Fuck, sleeveless hoodie. Right I trash. was like. If I do like six more bench presses, I don't think these arms going to fit in any fucking shirt. Because it was like, I can't, I, I should probably get off meat because like, I won't be relatable to the average man. You know? oh, that's funny. You're, uh, I guess, middle class. You're up in Stouffville. You don't have a pool, yeah. but you're doing all right. <laughs> we're, we were doing just fucking Was fine. there religion in the family? No. No? Not well, even. Well, my mom was just like, whatever. Not even after my dad died? So like, no. It's good. I mean... No, my mom accidentally... I mean, I have a bad joke about it. You know those jokes where you're like, I could have done way more with this? But I, my mom, like, accidentally sent me to a pioneer camp because she got a deal. <laughs> and then we went to a camp, and then it was like, turned out they were like, you don't have a Bible? And I was like, what? <laughs> and then they took away they took away my Smash Mouth CDs because <laughs> they said it was the word of Satan. <laughs> Satan speaks through Smash Mouth, guys. God. So, yeah, they were like... But that was the closest thing where they tried to, like, not indoctrinate me, but definitely, like, there was, like, church things that they tried to make. Like, they made but this was the only thing? Like, your mom didn't know it was a church camp? No. And then she was like, did you like it? And we were like, sure, because we were like, keep mom happy. But then that counted because she said, you're going to that camp you like to get next year. We're like, fuck. And then we were like, mom, fucking why? And then, uh, but that was just... And that was during the time when, uh, remember, I mean, everyone has this joke. It was not 2005, but the fucking, when, before you could get porn on the internet, came, my first time I came home from that camp, my mom, uh, fueled a call from my buddy Adrian, who was calling me because there was some good porn on. <laughs> it was like, Adrian called at like two in the morning, really out of breath and whispering. And I was like, turn to city TV. <laughs> I was like, is Dylan, is Dylan there? Like, how creepy is that? They had to call my mom to be like, tell Dylan to start jacking off. <laughs> so fun. Dylan, I'll get you the Kleenex. <laughs> no, it was fun. I mean, my stepdad came into the family uh and then everything was just kind of leave it to beaver after when that. did uh when did he come in he moved in about i was 11 so six years without uh without a father figure there were some guys who were like coming and going date, yeah dated yeah. my mom for a bit there was like i only remember like two guys really yeah one guy was just looked like hillbilly jim <laughs> uh, and then my mom was like i didn't even like him i was like i just needed i just wanted a guy around a bit for you and i was like well don't do that that's super <laughs> weird mom and then uh and then yeah this guy moved in uh art and he's a great guy good 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 it was just kind of like honest god it was kind of smooth sailing my post i mean obviously i'm irreparably scarred in ways i can't fully appreciate no from the dead death thing but uh post 12 it was just kind of like oh. um your mom's still with the guy yeah 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 they're happy yeah. yeah you guys still maintain a good relationship like yeah like it's like yeah it's the bit like the i'm the probably closest to like a hunky door family you'll get out of any comedian who's been 
doing it for long enough that he realizes there's no future in it. (laughs) (laughs) This is a real gateway to learning to become an electrician when I'm 42. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my my knees don't work. And these young kids with their hairstyles and new glasses. There's still hope. I uh, I have a stepmother. Um, My mom's still alive, though. Not bragging or anything, but uh, nice. um, Cool that your mom's still alive. (laughs) Dad, too. Everyone's still alive. Show off. But uh, me and my stepmom, we get along great. Like we're. Yeah. There's, there's no animosity. There's no nothing. There's no. They just not like, my mom. yeah. Did she like know her lane kind of thing? She wasn't like. Um, how, she, when did you. I guess I, I met her when I was 15. So I was already like a, a grown oh, up, okay. you know, but. Uh, so she didn't have. And you're a good guy. So she didn't really have to step in. Because that's honestly what the stepdad thing was. It was like. My stepdad didn't really have to do anything with me and my sister. Mm-hmm. You know, like my mom is a good enough person that you kind of just monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. like. Would I fuck off on school? Yes. Well, I was a horrible but like, student and kid, but I, yeah. I smartened up when I got older, I guess. Yeah, that's why my buddy Matt was always like, oh, you only need to do well in the last year of high school, because that's all they look at. And I was like, now. And then he got into like the best school and literally like fucking failed until he was like 17. My first meeting with my stepmom, it was just to, like, she came over for dinner and I was like, oh, this is nice. And then, uh, and then that weekend... I, uh, my dad was staying at her place and to fuck probably <laughs> actually, no, he uh, wasn't cause uh, he had just got his, uh, dick snipped cut off. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, just, <laughs> just the vast deference. <laughs> okay. So no loads. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. No loads, no loads. He's shooting blanks <laughs> these days. Anyway, um, <sighs> me and a buddy, we went out all night and, uh, we, we took his parents' car we were just cruising around. It was like the sun was coming up. I got pulled over by a cop. I was 15. I was fucking wasted. Oh, shit. And I was out in like, uh, I lived in Niagara Lake, but I was out in St. Catharines. We're like, we were way out with this car. And then, uh, so the cop, I told him to call my mom because she's, uh, she's not going to be as hard on me as my dad. Jesus. <laughs> and my my mom had to come pick me up and she's like, what the fuck? She's like, you're supposed to be staying with your dad. Where is he? I'm like, he's staying at that woman's house. And then, um, I don't know how it happened. My mom like, Brought me back to my dad's house and went in the house and found her address somewhere written down. I don't know what she was like. She probably already knew what she was looking for. <laughs> and then we went to this woman. She uh, she lived in this apartment building and we went and fucking my mom just like barged in the door, like just banged on the door. She opened it up. My mom barged in and she was like, who the fuck are you? She's like, where the fuck's Chris? That's so And then funny. I was just in the hallway like, hi. And then like my my mom's like yelling at uh, my dad. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm just like talking to my soon to be or someday stepmom. I'm just like, uh, she's like, what's going on? I'm like, uh, we, we were caught cruising around in a car. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that was like my first encounter. And I remember I was. My mom took me out of there. She's like, I'm fucking taking him back to your place, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, and then I went home, and then I just fucked off for the day. Like, my mom dropped me out there. I'm like, I don't want to be around when my dad gets here. And then, uh, then my grandfather, uh, my, my mom's dad, died that day. Jesus. And uh, there was no p- punishment. <laughs> like, I got... <laughs> when I finally got home to see Off my... dad. Yeah, yeah, when I finally got home to see my dad, I was, like, just waiting to get yelled at. And he's like, uh, I got some bad news for you. And, and then he told me. I was like, oh, shit. And the, were you actually sad or were you like sick? Oh yeah, I was sad, but I was just like fucking the the police incident was very quickly forgotten. <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that like people just drinking and driving was just almost fine. Yo, yeah, when I grew up, it was uh, it was very common. Stepdad, like we always had an inside joke where it's like you can see how much 
Art drank because it was like you get the driveway and then you had the tree and however far the van was into the trees, how much you drank. <laughs> and it was just funny. Like it was like legit just funny. Like it was no, you didn't hurt it. Like that sounds bad. I remember we had this neighbor that uh, was gone all summers and we used to kind of just use their driveway so it would make it look like cars were coming and going. <laughs> I remember one morning I, I looked out the window and I looked at my dad and go, why'd you move my car over there? And he goes, you parked it there. And I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you do. Like, small town. Like, uh, how how big was your town? Um, Like, 13,000. Yeah, mine was like about, was like 20. So, it's like, we would just have a friend who had a cottage. And then you get a pickup truck. And then you get wasted in the back of that pickup truck. And they go over bumps while they're wasted. Mm-hmm. And nothing can go wrong because you're 17 and you're wearing <laughs> so much fucking camo. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you know My this. camouflage will protect me. <laughs> but this belt buckle is the fucking Grim Reaper, bro. I am clearly not scared to death. I'm clearly not fucking scared. Oh, too funny. Uh, what's uh, what's your school like growing up? You uh, you a good student? Excelling? Bs? Bs and Cs? Yeah. And then people thought I could do better because I had glasses, but I couldn't. <laughs> I could have like really good- When did you go- get glasses? As a kid? Uh, nine? I was nine? Just like no paying attention, like all my. Were you teased over him? No, I mean I never got really teased or anything. Mm-hmm. I think I got, I got bullied when I was really young, but then like I watched Oz all summer once when my buddy Matt he got bullied a lot. Like they would fight, like the whole school would try and fight Matt, and then like two guys would try and fight me, and I would just like because it was like me, Matt, and then everyone else. Like and you watched Oz all summer and started prison raping everyone. <laughs> well, all right, so. Matt went to another school and (laughs) I was like I watched Oz I'm like yeah man it's gonna be like fucking prison out there I gotta (laughs) fucking steal myself and everyone what they wanted to do what I understood this guy told me is like we wanted to be like Matt was the one we didn't like because Matt was fucking annoying so we wanted to have an olive branch to you to understand we're friends what I took it as like some guy (laughs) threw a tether ball at me playfully and then in my mind went to the Oz thing so what I did was I was like nobody fucking touches me and then I like grabbed his neck around the thing and I tied it (laughs) And then he started trying to kick me in the balls, but he was like, my like my dick went into like warrior mode where it just went inside my body, and I just started like <laughs> fucking punching him in the ribs. And then uh, yeah, and I just basically got in fights for the first couple weeks. I got in fight. No, I got in a fight with like a the because like the thing is I'm not. I do have like a bully gene in me, like a hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, more so an opportunist gene. So this one was like I figured out a high school kid that I could beat up. <laughs> I like, spied him out. Because I went through, like, I've been this size. Prison, since... You gotta go beat some, beat up the toughest guy first day. Right? Well, I bullied his brother, and then he tried to fight me, and then I beat him up. And then I was like, this guy beat up, like, a 15-year-old. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I did. <laughs> I should say this. I didn't really... No one beat anybody up. We rolled around, and then I ended up on top. Yeah, I win the fight. Yeah, I was on top, and then I pinned his arms, and no punches were thrown or anything. I think he tried to fish hook me, but then I just, like, <laughs> went like that. And it was like just at the point where it was like, oh, I think Dylan was about to destroy him. But in reality, I was like, I don't want to hit anything because what if my whole body breaks? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, school was like, uh, school was fine. I kind of started being class clown, which I realized I probably just gave myself a bunch of concussions because I came up with a character called uh, Drunk Hobo. And all you would do is... They would have a very long scene, usually like a written out dialogue about something about love, and then I would come in and try and interject and then just smoke my head off a fucking table. 
and then they would just uh and then they would and then i would catch up and then like try and do the slow bleed out thing <laughs> and then one time we had catch up squeeze out and uh and then they would just stand there still for him to be like i think we gotta i think he's dead and then it would end a scene i uh i played a drunk in grade five drama class and i uh <laughs> i i was supposed to fall over and i just fell flat on my face and half my tooth just yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. smack snapped out and just skidded across the floor 100 like, okay end scene <laughs> we uh we we in french class and then in grade six um this was once like this was one of the first things everyone did to let me know i was okay was like uh french class in grade six i wore this i found this like clown wig and i wore the clown wig and me and my friend adrian just wrote this like scenes that we just found out all the swear words in french so literally the scene was like fuck shit asshole fuck cunt ass dick fuck pussy 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 dick fuck but like our french teacher was like if you're gonna learn french go for it so when we did <laughs> well you're learning so i can't take credit <laughs> they were like what did he say and they were like they were like oh he said the donkey's going to the store or something like that <laughs> so he just kind of made it up but yeah i was never good in french man i could not pick it up or maybe i just didn't give a shit it was probably both that uh, one thing I've kind of accepted about myself is that I, I, I sort of hate the French, and I've totally picked that up from <laughs> just being like in rural Canada. It's like, you're drinking a Labatt? You might as well be a, a gay man. My dad drinks uh, Labatt Blue. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in my town, no one, that would have been like well, akin well, to like joining the ISIS. Now. What was the high school beer when you were growing up? Molson Canadian, buddy. Canadian, that's so white trash. Man. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I remember my, uh, a friend of my Dean, um, uh, he's he's dead. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freak accident. Um, much like your father. Oh, but it was on a four-wheeler. Um, oh Jesus! Yeah, Christ. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but he uh, he was my bestie, and we used to. He he was a Molson Canadian guy, and I always drank Export because nobody drank Export. No, they don't. The Export's the beer. When I was always like, how does this exist? Yeah, it was like uh, if you saw somebody drinking an Export at the party, you knew they stole it from you. You know. <laughs> so I'd always that's, I'd always drink beers nobody would drink, just so I'd be like, hey, just take that out of my cooler. That's so funny. Did you have to do the, like, we always did the bottle caps thing. Oh, where yeah. you would, keep the caps in your pocket? Yeah, I keep the caps. You'd be like, I got, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. bought 24. There's 12 left. I got 11 caps. Someone's getting fucking decked. So fun. I'm going to fucking throw somebody in the fucking fire. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd always drink the uh, the export. It was, uh, it was good. My I think my brother was a big Budweiser guy. A lot of Budweiser drinkers in my town. Yeah, I drank Heineken pretty much exclusively Ooh. when I had money because I just saw it in rap videos. <laughs> and I just really like the bottle. It's green. I still it's like different. the green bottle. I like Steam Whistle. That's a good beer. Yeah, well, I mean, I just assume, I just assume Steam Whistle was good because of the green bottle. It is. It's a, it's a quality beer and a quality company. <laughs> I'm trying to get them to sponsor me. <laughs> I'm not. Steam Whistle is great. Steam Whistle also uh, will sponsor fucking anything. So if they don't sponsor you, that's shit. Like, you're shit. Uh, they've sponsored me before. Um, comedy festival that doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist anymore? Do you have to delete this? This, uh, this summer uh, festival we tried to start. The Clock Tower Comedy Festival. Oh, I remember that. It was a big, huge, embarrassing failure. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was all right. Like, we didn't lose money or anything, but it was just like, we lost hope. (laughs) And that's what really hurt. I'm sorry. You might notice I'm just doing off mic, because, like, my nose is fucked Do whatever you got to do, pal. Because when I first got drunk, I tried to do the worm. (laughs) And then I got through one rate, and everyone was like, holy shit. And then smash your face. (laughs) Yeah, and then just exploded. Never got it looked at or anything, because I was like... So you've just always been... Yeah, exactly, right? So I have my own podcast called The Wrestler Review, if you like wrestling, um, but like, 
we had to switch over to Skype because me and my buddy John are just, you know, on tour in different places. So the whole, uh, some whole episodes are just me having to delete me going like, <laughs> like right in the fucking mic. It's the fucking worst. Do you ever watch The Sopranos? I did the start. I feel um, that's one of those shows where I'm like, I'm sure I would like this. I yeah, just can't it's, justify it's, to myself shutting the windows and just fucking. It's so good, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they put a microphone in Tony Soprano's nose for the entire episode. She's like, <laughs> 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 he's just constantly breathing. He's pissed off. <laughs> when does the uh, when does the partying start? Like, how old are you? Oh shit! I was late bloomer. I got. I did it pretty much almost semi legally. Like I was 16. Semi-legally. <laughs> like, no, because I got my... My stepbrother is also fat. And there's this thing that happens. Oh, a stepbrother. I didn't yeah, even get into Yeah, I have two stepbrothers and a stepsister. How's that... Uh, how are those relationships? <laughs> <laughs> two are... I mean, it's all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I got a stepbrother I don't even see anymore. Yeah, I mean, like... Uh, I don't know. I love them all. But, like, you know... It's just, there's... People anytime you're... Yeah. Yeah, you're just kind of thrust... See you at Christmas. And, like, fun... And it's, like, also, like drink with them after the parents have gone to bed you know what i mean and just like yeah. kind of like then you can be like on a level with somebody uh-huh. how uh, what's the age difference there not much actually uh step bro- so thomas is the oldest he's the oldest stepbrother and then uh i'm me and uh to you uh to stepsister we're both uh 31 and uh then my sister would be no and aj's 29 and uh my sister's 27 okay yeah so it's like a big, and it was nice when we all like, uh, when we were all like doing family trips and shit. There was definitely like, they, they fight a lot more. The like fat Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, AJ is super in shape. My sister's also in shape. So the youngest are like, take care of themselves. Okay. The old, no. The, old, the oldest, no. <laughs> it's all a waste of time, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they fight a lot. They were like the antithesis of us. Cause like me and my sister would never fight really mm. we just kind of like tease each other or whatever yeah. my sister's a lot like my mom and i'm like a fight with my mom. like you know what i mean like it's just like oh why would she why would she cook me a ham how, so quickly you how know? much older is the older stepbrother oh just two years okay so everyone like kind of relate but like they went to we went to the zoo one time and uh oldest stepbrother thomas had uh torn his acl he had knee problems, like, all growing up. He was a premature baby, but he's still huge. So it's, like, one of those things where they were like, if your kid had not been so huge, because <laughs> he was premature because they were like, this thing is... It needs out. N- yeah. Like, it was running like, out of room. This, you're gonna die. Like, if it was, like, the 1500s, it would have just been like, woman, he would have just aliened out of his mom's <laughs> fucking body and she'd be dead. But he was, like, fucking 13 pounds when he was born or Jesus. some shit. Yeah, buddy. Huge guy. But anyway. Uh, Did you ever know their mom? No, no. Their mom's name is Hallie. Okay. And uh, she once accused me of being a crack dealer. Oh, shit. Because we had... You ever had a conversation with somebody where they start talking, you start talking the exact same time? Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's We had one of those conversations, and she just decided, this guy, this guy deals crack. <laughs> she was talking, and you, you stepped over, and you're like, you must sell crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And accused me of jacking off in front of every one of her kids individually. Like, this woman is fucking... Individually, eh? Buddy. It wasn't even a group show? Guys, come in here. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't just like a, I'm, uh, I'm going to sell I'm you guys here knives. In your sister's room. <laughs> it wasn't even a couldn't even have gathered them all together. <laughs> hey guys, I got some TVs I want to sell you. Oh, TVs! Oh my god! Ah, this is the opening. Um, um so you start partying at uh, 16. Yep. How uh, how heavy was your partying? So much. So much. Yeah, I mean, just I was just drinking. Like a, you get into drugs at all, or no? I was real nervous. I didn't get to drugs until like fucking late twenties. 
Oh yeah, I remember your uh, your bit about doing cocaine for the first yeah yeah, yeah. eighteen times or whatever. yeah 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 and uh, yeah that was like twenty eight mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I smoked weed a bit and never really did mushrooms until like once again late twenties. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of nervous about it. Also, coke wasn't really around and available. Like none of my friends would have done it. Yeah, coke was really available in my town. And I, just, <laughs> I stayed away. I'm like, oh, this is. I think it was like I think if I would have started hanging out with like a different crowd, but like all my friends were like guitar dorks, right? Mm-hmm. So like we were just one of those like groups of friends you would just make a shitty TV show about, where there's like five of us, none of us get bullied really, mm-hmm. so we kind of have this anonymity, but also like we we would go to the big parties if they were like really big, but if it was just like a normal party, we'd just be like, well, was it a big high school? Uh, 1,200 people. Oh, fuck. Way bigger than mine. Mine was like 400, maybe. Yeah, like, it right? Was, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was like one of those things. It's funny, though. I kind of liken it to the Toronto comedy scene where it's like you can see everybody if you want, but if you don't want to see someone, you don't have to. <laughs> Just go to the good parties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you right? won't have to see those people at the shit parties. Exactly, right? Like, <laughs> but there's we- a lot of shit parties going on. Oh, man. There were so many good shit parties. <laughs> We just, like, took a couch from one of them. We were like, ha <laughs> look how crazy we are. Just we, took a couch. We, uh, I remember we, we'd have these bush parties, and my, my buddy on this, uh, well, his family on this. Bush parties were fucking. Oh, they're the best. So good. I remember one of my, um, there's a girl who came to, from my school to, she lived in Toronto, and then she came to our school, and she was like, and I, we kind of made fast friends, and then uh, she kind of was like, uh, this is, uh, it's like you guys, like, live in Days Confused. <laughs> like, this is insane. Because I was Party like. Party at the moon tower. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got paddled. I got initiated. I got paddled. And I bruised super easily, so uh-huh. my mom was like, went nuts. <laughs> you had to show her your ass? Look what they did, mom. <laughs> no, because, like, no, because it spread up to my, like, my mid-back. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but it, it didn't hurt. Like, that's the thing when you just bruise easily. It didn't hurt at all. It just looked bad. So she thought I was on fucking death's door, and meanwhile, I'm like, just shut up. Don't <laughs> do this, please. I get back to the couch. We, we So my buddy had this uh, this lakefront property with no house. It was like a... It was the last lot on this row, and it was just a big lot, and it was all fenced in, and there was a gate and everything, and we used to have crazy parties down there. It was like, had a beach, had, had like grass, so you didn't have to fucking get all sandy, whatever. Big bonfires <laughs> down there, but like the week going in, we're like, we're having a beach party this uh, this week, and we would see couches on the side of the road, people throwing it, throwing them out. So we're like, just <laughs> pick it up in the pickup truck, bring it down to the beach, and we just have these dirty old couches Those set up everywhere. fucking dirtier than an old fucking yeah. side of the road couch. And then, uh, and then at the end of the party, the sun start coming out, you start throwing the couches on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> this beach has a, uh, has a car buried in it. We took a backhoe, dug what? a big hole, and had this beater car, and just pushed it into the hole and <laughs> filled it up. Jesus, this... Was that that was a thing in your town where it's like the car on the lawn? Um, no cars on the lawn. Uh, but there was uh, we we all we'd all buy beater cars and boot around my buddy's uh, peach orchard. You fucking. And we had like a track we called. Uh, you fucking rich fucks. You just buy cars. Oh yeah, for it was a like lark? like three four hundred dollar cars, like just beater cars. You wouldn't That's get them insured. Great, and uh, they're just like they're junkers, and you would just uh, you'd rip them around, and we'd smash into each other. We called it. <laughs> we, we called that race the No Class Five Hundred. <laughs> and then we'd, we'd go because we, my buddy's farm. We'd all we, everyone would keep their cars at the farm. And, oh my god, that's great! And uh, you'd go at night and uh, sabotage your other buddy's car. Like one time we went, we uh, we 
we painted our one buddy's car like we race for gay rights and all that stuff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were uh we yeah, we were fucking shitheads. <laughs> I wasn't a rich kid. All my friends were rich. I was not uh Yeah, cuz you were saying like one time you said your one of your buddies has like a fucking uh hover something? No, the Oh, I got a buddy who he's a flying machine. Like a uh uh Yeah, yeah, yeah jetpack. It's like a powered paraglider. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, and he just, he flies all over. He's got GoPro cameras. He just posts videos every day of his <laughs> daily flight. Jesus fucking Christ. <clears throat> he just had his first baby last week, and he's calling it his co-pilot. And I, I can just see him getting, like, one of the uh, those, oh like, God, baby holders on your chest and just lying around with a kid. <laughs> that's a meme waiting to happen. Just someone ripping into your friend, the entire internet, just pissing on your friend. Yeah, I got a friend now who uh, just divorced, and he bought a house. And we keep trying to tell him, like, he's, like... Bought a house and then they got divorced and then I guess he's just paying it off himself. And then he was like, I'm going to make motorcycles in the living room. And we're like, don't do that. <laughs> he's like, why? And we're like, how are you going to get it out of the fucking door? And he's like, the handlebars on last. Well, that's what he says. He's the like, you know, those people who are just good enough to try and like, I think he just like saw Kramer and he was like, you can just do that and be likable and people will just kind of make fun of you and accept what you do. So he just does that. Did, uh, do you still talk to buddies from uh, that you grew up with? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. Like close with them or? No, we just kind of meet up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just those kind of people you're never really going to be. Yeah. I still got like a good talk to them again. core group of friends. Um, yeah. but we're, uh. I don't know, we're seeing a lot less of each other, but that's just life, you know? Yeah, exactly, right? You wouldn't not say you weren't friends with that person. Mm-hmm, you just kind of, like, see him less. But I still got friends from back home that, like, I could go five years and then just see him at a bar and just, it's like we never never left. Like, yeah, hey, totally. buddy, what's going on, you know? And I and then I got a friend who, uh, he still calls me every day. Really? Yeah, because he, uh, he, he, uh, he does, like, heating and air conditioning, but he's driving around a lot to do, like, from house That's to house awesome. so he knows i'm just sitting on my ass all day at work so he's just like <laughs> gives me a call and he's like i got a 10 minute drive out of me i'm like cool man and then we just shoot the shit <laughs> but yeah we pretty much talk every day well, that's the fun thing about having a friend that does that is just like you just meet up for like i don't know when i smoked it was like you just have a smoke with them yeah and you're just like this is a nice little part of my day isn't it how long have you been there without the cigarette oh uh five and a half months nice all right you it's making okay it? you doing okay it's all right sometimes i feel like there's no reason to get up in the morning <laughs> i'm uh i think i'll be uh seven years and like seven years next congrats week. buddy yeah yeah how long did you smoke for? It started when I was like a young teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, for sure. Uh, I mean, no one has having, we raced for gay rights, spray yeah. painted on a car and going, <laughs> yeah, we had a cigarette we, too. We, we, we hucked a lot of darts back in the day. Oh, of course you did. And then uh, I quit for like three years when I was 20. Oh, shit. And then I picked it back up again in college. And then uh, when I got uh, when I got divorced, it was fucking chain smoking, pack a day. <laughs> Wait, wait, when you got divorced, you were smoking a pack a day? Well, when it when things went, uh, when I found out uh, my wife was... Uh, uh, cuckolding you. Yeah, having a little extra extracurricular activities on the side. I you was were just, being cuckolded. I, uh, I was like, I'm going to buy a pack of cigarettes and think about this. And just like <laughs> sat outside in my shed, just like, what the fuck? But I was kind of like sneaking smokes here and there, but I was never full time until that moment. Yeah, that's how. But that's how you get back into it, isn't yeah. it? You just kind of smoke. Well, you, I can't sneak a smoke here and there. I'll I'll be buying a pack for sure. Why did you uh, stop for three years when you were twenty? Were you just like I'm done with this? Yeah, thing? it was just like uh, 
I'm like, it's time to quit smoking. And my actually, uh, my she was my girlfriend at the time, but the woman I married, she was also a smoker, and she had quit. And then she kind of like encouraged me to quit. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, I, and then I was like, I don't want to be a smoker my whole life. Yeah, you gotta. That's the thing about living in England is you really fucking are like, I can't do this. Like, the reason I stopped smoking is uh, because you can't buy fucking, they call them straights over there, but you can't buy pre-rolled, really. Like, I, really? you can, but it's like six pounds a pack. And then, or you got. What's that translate out to? Like 13 bucks? 14? Uh, actually, it's probably on par with how much you pay now. I think it's like 10 bucks for a pack now. I don't, I don't know. It's ridiculous. All my friends tell me. But anyway, uh, yeah. Or you get like a pack of rolling tobacco that'll last you two days and it's three pounds and it comes with the filters and all that shit. So I would just buy that. And I was smoking and I was like, this isn't even fucking fun. Like, mm-hmm. it just feels like you're fucking punishing your throat the whole time. Yeah, yeah, Like, I feel like my voice... Like, I, I funny, I watched, like, a stand-up video of myself at, like, 23. And then I watched, like, like hear myself talk on a podcast now. And it's like... It just... Like, you can hear the cigarettes. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, no, it, no, totally. Which is all right. Like, uh, whatever. No one fucking respected me when I was 23. When I'm coming, I'm like, I no one has sex with me. And people are like, you got five more minutes to make me laugh, buddy. Cigarettes are still the uh, the... Only excuse left to smell as a human being. <laughs> like, you stink like cigarettes. Like, well, sorry, I smoke, and everyone accepts it. But like, oh, you fucking, you stink like shit. Well, yeah, I was rolling in shit earlier. <laughs> well, I do shit my pants from time to time. No, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's real. Like, oh, like uh, I saw this dude. And he's a cool guy, um, but he's like uh, 28 over there. And uh, just the fucking, just all, they all have graveyard teeth. Oh, and a doctor told me, like, your teeth might fall out. And I was like, I gotta probably cut down on the old smokes. Yeah, it, uh, I didn't like, I just, I don't know, I was, I'd drive to work in the morning and I would hack through my first cigarette, but I'd still keep smoking it. I'm like, eh. yeah, 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 yeah. And just, just, yeah, just wake up and you're just fucking. Yeah, and then winter would come, you're sitting outside like a fucking asshole. And it's just, yeah. it's so, like, frowned upon nowadays. Actually, Nowadays, I'm I finding like, uh, except for in fucking, uh, I want South Africa, buddy, borderline mandatory. Yeah, I got to smoke. You can smoke inside. <laughs> I was smoking on stage. It was ruining my act. They hand you your passport back with a pack of butts. <laughs> <laughs> buddy, I was welcome. like, $2 for a pack of Marlboros. Jesus. I know you hear those prices. Yeah, I could afford to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, for that, I could just smoke right now. And then you're just fucking back. <laughs> I find, uh, I don't know, I'm finding that uh, people are smoking less weed these days, and I'm starting to feel like a cigarette smoker, and I'm like, hey, who wants to go outside and smoke a joint? And I get these looks like, no? I'm like, oh, what the fuck? In what context, though? Like, at parties? Yeah, like uh, like comedy shows. I'm like, I remember last week, I was like, guys, I got a joint to smoke, and everyone just looked at me like I was an asshole, and I went and smoked a joint alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> and this like, is weird. Jesus Christ, I that's the first time we met too. I was like, I went off time for a cigarette and you're smoking an entire joint to yourself. <laughs> I was like, this guy's got some problems, isn't he? It's because I uh I like I, weed. Well, I love weed. I just uh once I quit smoking cigarettes, that's when I really amped up the uh Dude, the, yeah, the no, totally. Smoke. I almost had a fucking full on relapse because uh my buddy the way they roll joints in the UK is they all oh, roll, tobacco and Yeah, man. Yeah. It's fucking like why not just not smoke? Yeah, it's I I can't do it, man. I when somebody hands me a joint with tobacco in it, like uh, as soon as like that first puff, I'm like, "What the fuck, man!" And then I just like I'm out. I can't do it. It's just so. Oh yeah, because it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna start smoking cigarettes again. Well, I don't think it's that. It's just harsh. I think tobacco smoke not through a filter is just disgusting. Plus your fucking yeah. Plus your fucking uh, like throat hurts the next day. It's a bunch of bullshit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I think uh, with 
with it being uh, legalized, uh, maybe it'll just kind of be like, oh, this isn't like fun anymore. Well, I don't think it's. There's people that smoke weed. It was just I've been in a weird couple weird situations where there, I'm with people that aren't, and I'm like, I don't know you people. You know, like, my <laughs> friends get high. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Um, well, I don't know, man. It's a roller coaster. Like, as a guy who just recently started getting high because his, his knee hurts, uh, <laughs> like, you just a roller coaster of talking to someone when you're high is completely different for me. Where it's just like, I'm just looking at people being like, I really hope this works out, but I could just burn in flames and yeah. we could have a 45 minute silence on our fucking. My, uh, my show I uh, host every Wednesday, Dope in My Comedy, Underground Comedy Club. Um, 9.30 start. 9.30 start. I, I start the show smoking a joint, and then by the end of the show, like, I might even need a cookie at the beginning. I'm fucking incoherent, but, like, I'm oh, bringing up the last comic, like, this guy, fuck off. <laughs> the couple times I've done comedy high, too, like, I don't smoke weed, I do just not before I go on, but I'd just be contact high. I would just think I was being super funny. <laughs> like, I'm riffing, and I'm being so funny right now. And then people are like, oh, what? <laughs> You're just looking at the ground and mur- murmuring shit. You ever done comedy on comedy on uh, mushrooms? I have never. No. I've barely it's, done it drunk, because I just scream all my punchlines. I did it on mushrooms once, and it was like a oh, full room. Oh. And I was just like, but it was just like, in my head, I'm like, don't riff. Don't fucking talk to them. <laughs> just... Do you your, suck. Do your jokes. I was on the subway. Oh, yeah, it was just like, it was like, okay, that joke's <laughs> done. Now I'm doing this joke. And it was just so mechanical. I was just like, don't yeah. don't show weakness. <laughs> don't let them know you're high. <laughs> Buddy, one time I went on stage and it was like, this is not about drugs, but my glasses just exploded. For no, there's no... <laughs> I wore wire rim glasses, but my lenses would be too big. And they would always tell me, like, you don't want to get these shaved down. And I was like, what's that cost? Ten bucks? <laughs> Fuck that shit. I'm going to have pop bottles. And then uh, one time they legit just exploded. And I was like, well, I guess I'm... Uh, Going up uh, in front of a full room with uh, no way to see. So, like, luckily enough, that was only 10 minutes, so I, I could did. just kind of do my material. It's just like doing comedy bar main stage. I can't see a fucking person on that stage. Yeah, that's true. Well, I go, you can just ask for lights up, but then they sometimes people get pissy about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, like, have the lights up, buddy. <laughs> Did, uh, did you go to college or anything after high school? High school? I went to Humber for comedy. Comedy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, who was in your class? Garrett Jameson, Keith Pedro, Tim Dorsch, Bryn Potty, uh, Hannon Eunice, uh, Desiree Lavoie, Jay Wells, Aton, a bunch of other people that don't do it anymore. Who else was in that? Phil Moorhead? <clears throat> you, you usually only remember the people who stick around. Yeah, right? Yeah, there was, uh, that was all right. Yeah. Um, it was fun. You know, one of those experiences where it's like, would I do it again if I was there and had the knowledge? No. Um, but was it fucking awesome to do? Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're listening to this and you want to get in the comedy course, <laughs> don't. <laughs> Just do Just open go do mics. comedy. Well, it's like make eight friends, go do open mics. It, basically, the thing I gained from it was like, you start with a crew. Yeah. You know, which is invaluable to be, oh, I know. I to s- fail and be around people. Like, I don't know, like you, cause you just started, I started on my own, man. And I was, uh, I was just sitting alone in fucking comedy right? rooms. Like how long years. was it before someone talked to you? I think, uh, first, first night was, uh, Tim Golden. He was, uh, very nice to me and he's still very nice to me. <laughs> yeah. You, you hit it out of the park with that one. But it was like, uh, other than that, like nobody really talked to me. I, I made friends with, uh, Barry Taylor cause, uh, his girlfriend worked at ctv where i work oh nice and then um so it was like barry and tim and then uh hunter i friended him really quick 
nice. Because I was just drinking at McVeigh's. Because that's where that's how I got into comedy. I was just drinking at McVeigh's, and then <laughs> uh, the chick that runs the show was just like Laura Prosco. Laura Prosco. Oh, I remember Laura Prosco. Wait, did you date Laura Prosco? I didn't. I'm not going to say I dated her, but uh, <laughs> I was. <laughs> Definitely insider. Laura Prosco. <laughs> she put me on stage my first time, and then I banged her that night. So I'm like, I'll do comedy every night. Wait a minute. That was the first night you banged her? Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Laura Prosco, by the way, lovely lady. She's a great lady. Um, but yeah, she was the first one to put me on stage, and uh, and then, like, but I didn't start doing comedy. Like, I was just, I was like, oh, I did it, like, every couple months i'd go out and do an open mic yeah but it wasn't until like a couple years later and it was like it was actually hunter because hunter knew me from he was i was drinking at the bar and i uh, the bartender had just returned a dvd to me that's how much i drank at this bar that's so funny i'm I'm, I'm lending dvds to that's so funny bartender he's like oh it was thank you for smoking and he's like that movie any good i'm like yeah man go ahead borrow it and he was just so blown away that i just lent him my dvd (laughs) he's like really i'm like yeah i'll see you around probably what yeah. would the equivalent 2017 equivalent think? Is that a good movie? Good, yeah. Here's my Netflix password and credit card. Yeah, I don't know. I, we, I don't think we have possessions anymore. I think everything's just on our phone. Like, yeah. you're not gonna be here. Take my phone. Yeah, like I don't, there isn't. Uh, I don't know what the fuck you would lend somebody something, right? There's no like way to like. Hey, you want, here's a hat. What do you have <laughs> in your pocket? You know what though? That's the other thing about. But that's the thing about smoking is it's the last bastion of like that fucking simian. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, uh, oh, here I'm sharing with you. Yeah. You know smoke, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah here's like, yeah, a, a physical thing I'm sharing. with Well, you. that's like with me and marijuana. I'm. I don't want to be the guy out smoking a joint alone. You know? Oh, no one does. And uh, I'll still do it. But um, <laughs> well, I mean, you always remember those like first encounters where people treat you like just fucking dirt. I remember. Uh, I'm not going to name names because I got a little thing called class, Jeff. Yeah. Well. Well, an abys- nobody listens to this. What do I care? <laughs> but an abysmal comedian uh, once told when I first was like, she was like, you you need to like rethink if you you can do this. Mm-hmm. And then like yeah, since like obviously it's been it's been a wiki while while since that. But, and you're like, doing much better than this person. I don't think they do it anymore. Okay. They they were like complaining about something in that happened in college. Some one time. It's all uninteresting. Anyway, I'm uh, vengeful in ways that I keep to myself. <laughs> I mean, but everyone's super petty. I think, well, like, especially when you're new in comedy, it's such a fertile time for people, like, anything anyone says to you that's positive or whatever, you're like, oh, thank you, should I be doing this, whatever? Because it is one of those things where it's like, everyone uses, like, the Vietnam analogy, or not Vietnam, but, like, you know what I mean, the uh, war analogy, where Mm -hmm. it's like, don't even loon the new guy's names, they're not going to be here in three weeks, Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's like, yeah. I suppose a lot of there's a lot of uh, to be said for everyone saying that uh, there should be a more nurturing environment, but it's like, well, nobody wants to nurture because we fucking everyone's a competition, you know. Like, oh, a new kid showed up, he's gonna take stage time, shit like that, you know. Like, yeah, but you kind of have this. to just be nice because you have to be nice because I mean, this sounds a bit lizardy, but like the craziest guy drinking at the bank in the room, and I've seen this over like I've I've been doing comedy for a bit more than a decade now. Uh is gonna be the person that runs your goddamn career mm-hmm. like the weirdest like the guy who bombed <laughs> and said the n-word and he just tried to like do a george carlin thing to prove a point but he's not good enough at writing or like really coherent even so he just said the n-word and no context was given yeah 
Cal Post, uh, <laughs> which Cal Post did that one time, and it was the greatest thing in the world. Maybe I'll just tell, yeah, Cal Post blurted it out, eh? Cal Post tried to have a bit about the N-word at Humber Night, and uh, there was a, ma- a black man in the audience who was like, I don't agree with you saying that. And then, <laughs> and then Cal was like, well, why not? <laughs> Things just got super intense. Because <laughs> this was back in, I think it was like 2006 or seven when you could still, like white guys could still like, uh, rightly or wrongly, like, it was edgy to try and say the yeah. N-word. Well, there was no social injustice back then, you know? There was no... It's so weird to think 2007. Like, when I grew... When I came... I was trying to explain to a group of women this yesterday. I was like, when I came up in comedy, you open that you're a fucking loser, and you close on rape. <laughs> and that is comedy, baby. Because those rugby players are going to kick you in the nuts if you don't, you know? It's fucking feast or famine out there. Uh, how and that's you- still in my fucking head. Every time I do a show, I'm like... It's feasible to me that someone could call me, like, just come in and call me a faggot, <laughs> just yeah. like face to face. And I'd be like, you got to have a comeback. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not. You are. And that's bad or something. I don't know. How many years in before you uh, take off to jolly old England? How many years in? Uh, I was, what's two years ago? Uh, Ten. Ten years in? Yeah, ten years. Look, just want to change? Wanted yeah, well, I mean... Canada, Canada is like amazing, but it's just, you know, small mm-hmm. and, uh, there's not like a lot of not enough people. Yeah. It's just like, you cannot be on TV and still like make a half decent living in the UK. Yeah. Whereas in Canada, it's just like, you just got to have a job, Yeah, which is fine. It's fucking great. And like, I can see myself moving back really. Cause it's really nice, but you know what I mean? The fiance uh, wants to move back. I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) She's all over the place. Uh, No, we'll stick it out for a couple more years. Like, I want to see Europe before we have kids and all that fun uh, shit we get to do because we're white kids with money. How long were? uh, How long did she stay here before she moved over? Because there was a you went over on your own, right? Yeah, a year and a half. Year and a half. Year and a half. How was that? Did you guys break up? Yeah, we broke up, got back together, did all that shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't live without you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I wish it was that. I just kind of, you know, when you have sex with someone, it just ends up, and then you're just like, I felt good. Let's do that a bunch more. And then you're like, (laughs) I'm in a relationship again. But it's great, but you, it's like... You came over for a booty call, now you got a ring on your finger. What the fuck? How did you do this? Uh, <laughs> no, it was like, it was super emotional and stuff, and obviously I love her. Like, I've only... Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. I mean, it just got super fucked up. We tried to do an open relationship, and then that was fucked. Yeah, and, it's, the open relationship never worked, because the girls are always way better at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they're like... Having a woman basically tell you to leave her apartment is like, well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm nothing. Because <laughs> like the, the message is on a very simian level. Like, I have your seed. Now I do not need you as a person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. It's really weird. Um, Yeah, women are way better at it. Did you ever do an open relationship? Everyone now, um, that's apparently a cliche now, by the way, that I didn't pick up on, is that everyone in their mid-20s is an open relationship. My wife had an open relationship. <laughs> uh, Woo! <laughs> she was fucking other people. Did you catch anything from that shit? Uh, no, it was just one guy. It was like a... He didn't have herps? Uh, no, no, GW? no, no. No, no, we're good. Um, it was, uh, he was a married guy, so it was like... Uh, it was. It wasn't like. How her, does that even happen? It was an affair. They were. They were That's sneaking so around adult. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bubble bath and red wine. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I don't know. I dated. Uh, 
I did a girl who I couldn't really get rid of, and I so I started. Um, I'm like, well, well, you're not my girlfriend, and I'm going to do whatever I want, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then she'd get mad. She's like, hey, you're fucking that girl? I'm like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And then, you know, she'd still fuck me. So I guess that was Those kind of are open. super sad. I was, I did, uh, there was one lady who, like, I'm sure she knew she was too good for me, but <laughs> she was just in a bad place. And, like, you know when I guess someone's in a bad place and you're just, like, a calm person? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just a very calm man, so for whatever reason, I, like, all attract, like, just fucking psychos. Oh, I had a string of psychos. Nah, I shouldn't say psycho. She was just in a bad place. But, uh, yeah, she just said a bunch of weird shit. Like, you would just sleep with her, and she'd just be like, would you leave your girlfriend for me? And I'd be like, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, because she wouldn't, like make this after sex thing so weird <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah it's just like fuck i always figured like because i had no problem having sex with girls and that was it the girls would come like well we can just have no strings attached but i'd always find that there was always a string you know yeah and they were never just emotionless fucking pieces of shit like me <laughs> that was hard to deal with well and then when they are it's like i don't know man just sleeping with other people is like a fucking whole kettle of fish well, and I think the whole, like... Because I'm, like, yeah, I'm a human... I'm possessive. I'm possessive. Yeah, I don't want anyone anyway. fucking my girl, but I don't mind fucking around, you know? Yeah, that's the... But that's the thing, right? Like, that's the classic fucking... Uh, what do you call that? Catch-22? Yes. Being a monster? Not being a monster. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, it just seems like everyone's doing it now. And I think that... I mean, I might think it makes sense for if you're in your 20s, just kind of, like, uh, fuck yeah, your brains you out. You don't really know 30. what you want, man. But I think, yeah. like... There's a part of you that if you're in an open relationship, you don't give a shit about the girl to begin with, you know? Like, if you really cared about the girl, you know, you'd want to be with her and her only, you know? You wouldn't want her out fucking. You wouldn't want to be out fucking. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think that there's a lot into it. Like, if I was less possessive, I think I'd still try and do it because... I'm like I'm possessive and insecure at the end of the day. Like I'm a goddamn do stand up comedy, mm-hmm. right? But if I wasn't like with the job I have, it makes sense because you're away from someone for like months at a time. Yeah. Like why wouldn't you just like all just see someone for a bit and then you know and then you kind of like maybe you sleep with someone for a bit, which you know do that and then you're just like oh I have feelings for this person, but then you you move away and then it just kind of slowly fades. Yeah, I know. You know? It, it sounds super sad. No, and it's, it's and it's like, but it's like then you kind of like an open relationship kind of made me realize like Jesus Christ, you can fucking. I think it sounds super sad too, but it's like you can kind of develop feelings for anybody. You you fuck well three times and then and then uh, God, share I some really eggs. Like this girl. Yeah. Oh my God, we had eggs. You know, like oh, she she made, she made crispy bacon. <laughs> Wait a minute, you brought the McDonald's from the door to the bed. This is the one. You didn't make me get out of bed to eat this. I, think I love you. <laughs> exactly right. So yeah, I understand, but like, because there's some people that just aren't possessive, and I think it's like super realistic if you're not attached to that. I think it's realistic to like, yeah. Well, there was like uh, people, girls that I just didn't care enough to care if they were fucking around. Like, doing okay. something on the side, you know? Like, I'm like, yeah, well, you keep doing what you're doing, and when we're together, we're together. But I don't really... My ideal relationship when I was a single man, I would like to see a girl once a week. That's it. One day a week, that's all that's, I needed. Yeah, that's the dream, isn't and you, it? you have a date night, you fucking make dinner, you do whatever, you fuck your brains out, and then yeah. I'll see you next fucking Saturday. Yeah. And um, and it's super nice now, because you can have daily contact with someone, where it's like, just a couple, how's your mm-hmm. day? Oh, good. Work with shit. Okay, and then on uh, weekend you can be like, "No, oh, that fucking asshole." And then you yeah. the whole story. But like, uh, like ever since uh, 
I started dating my current girlfriend, like I was just, I didn't want to be with anyone else. And I remember she was just like, we started sleeping together and she knew I was, uh, you know, like I had things on the go, but she was like, like a weekend. She's like, I'd rather you just, you know, be with me. And I was like, that's cool. You know, like I'm fucking completely fine with that. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, you know, you know, like there was, um, but I didn't, I, I didn't yeah. have like, since we got together, I didn't do anything else. Like, cause first night we, uh, she stayed over my place. Uh, it was just on a whim. We went out and then like she ended up back at my place and then, uh, we just hung out all day and then she left like four in the afternoon. And my first thing she did when she left, I called this girl I was supposed to see that night. And I was like, hey, I'm not, uh, I'm busy tonight, can't come. And then I just never called that girl again. And I was nice. Just, yeah. And I was just like, you I called her like a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. No text? I mean, it could have been a text. I don't know. <laughs> that was Actually, a- no, it was a call because I, she was, a, she was like 10 years younger than me. And I used to be like, you ever nice. called somebody on the phone? You ever talked to somebody on the phone? That was like a big thing. I'm like, just give me a call sometime. Like, that's all I want from a girl. Call me on the phone. Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, my friend, I didn't even have the experience, but my friend did. He dated a girl uh, who was like 20 and he was 30 and uh, he met her friends for the first time and none of them said anything, but they were just texting each other and then they would laugh at the same time. It's like, <laughs> okay, I'm not in this group text, so this is super fucking rude. And he was like, this is absolutely ridiculous and rude. And I was like, well, that's what you get for dating children, dude. Oh, funny. <laughs> um, but that's what, like, the same thing. I When I got with my uh, fiance for the first time, uh, I had like a misconnection off Craigslist from a set I did at Yuck's. And uh, I never even looked into it. I was like, I'm not going to fucking do that. You tried misconnections? No, I had a misconnection. How do we, what do you mean you had a misconnection? So there's Linda Ellis reads the misconnections yeah, on yeah. Craigslist every day. Because <laughs> she's like, you met Linda? I know yeah, Linda. Linda's yeah. kooky and fun. So he reads, and then there was a fucking misconnection that was like, you were a comedian at Yuck Yucks doing like five minutes and then one of the eight. Or whatever, like white kid with glasses. Linda knew it was you and was like, check it out. Yeah, well, because it was like, and then I looked at the list and I was like, holy shit, for the first time ever, there's only one white guy with glasses on a fucking uh, stand-up comedy show. When was this? Buddy, this was 2006. (laughs) You'd still, it was still brave to fucking have uh, thick rim glasses, you know? Um, Yeah, I had a misconnection. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking insane. But it was a couple weeks in the scene and I was like, no, I'm good. Like, just, you know. Hey man, I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a happy man. How long have you been with your girl now? Like on and off, eight years. Eight years, nice. Coming up nine. Jesus Christ. Well, got to put a ring on it. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't even want. We didn't want to get married. We just kind of Brexit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason anyone knows because we wanted it. Like I wanted it to be. I just think. I just think weddings are not romantic at all. You know, like you want to kind of like capture. I want to like. Oh man, I love you so much. I want this guy to drink for free. I barely know. <laughs> you know, and that make any sense to me. You know, yeah. just go elope and find somebody. Oh, I hear you, man. I'm so if to- you have a wedding, a big wedding, you're a fucking loser out there. If you're listening to this. Yeah, Kira. Smash your big iPhone. Big weddings are for stupid people. Kira, you're an idiot. Oh, she wants a big wedding? Well, she wants, she says she wants, uh, she, she needs people to see her in a dress. That's nice. I was like, well, fuck, we'll Instagram that shit. <laughs> <laughs> buddy. Oh, a wedding? She needs to- buddy, you want an Instagram fucking likes? Wedding, buddy. Wedding. Facebook algorithm, the way that wor- shit works is anytime you do a live video, it goes to the top of the feed. So just tell everyone to log into Facebook at 5 p.m. There you go. Watch our wedding. Mrs. Kira Paul. <laughs> or are you going to change Jeff Williams? Je- I think Jeff, Jeff Williams, Williams is better. Jeff Williams. Or Paul Williams. <laughs> you can just both change your first name to Paul and last name and she keep Williams. Now, she can be um, 
Paul Williams, and I'll be uh, I'll be Kira Paul. <laughs> I think that's great. Switch names. <laughs> That'd be super funny. Uh, yeah, but no, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I had a big wedding, and it didn't work out. And it's uh, you know, that's why I wanted to ask. Like, well, I guess you haven't done it yet, but like, I was just walking down the street thinking, like, what if I asked someone to do this again? You know yeah. what I mean? Get the would you have to switch up the best man? I know that sounds like a shitty joke, but it's like, if I was like, this is the love of my life, and then, oh my God, Alexis, I want to marry you. Oh my God, you are absolutely perfect. You look divine today. And then like, you know, 10 years later, it doesn't work out. And I'm like, you got to go be your best friend and be like, buddy, you, you failed me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then they're just like, mom, can you give me away again? She's yeah. like, no. Ex- exact same wedding party. <laughs> well, that's what my grandma my too. My granddad, when my stepdad lived there, just walked up to my mom and basically was like, I'm not giving you away if you guys get married because it's I don't, it's weird. This is your third wedding. Yeah, like, you get two and then go, the third go one. Somewhere. Well, that's yeah, the, the thing, third like, one is like they, people, there's nothing to give away anymore. Like Kira hasn't had the big wedding. So, and you know, girls, that's every, every little girl's dream, you know? That's like legit. That's no, like she does not want a big wedding. It stresses her out and uh, she doesn't want to get married because she, you know, Greek family, man. I think they made some movies about that shit. Oh, yeah. But she doesn't want it because it's like, you know, too much stress and it fucking plumes and it plumes and it's plumes and it's just this big party. And then if someone doesn't get invited to the party, they get fucking mad at you yep. because you're literally advertising like this was a big party I had. Fuck you if you didn't, you know, you know. And that's why you just don't invite anybody. I told her, I was like, exactly. Pick two of your friends. I'll pick two of mine and we'll fuck off. Right, and she her whole thing. She's like, well, what if she goes? The people I'd want to invite, like, if you want a short guest list, she's like, I don't, she, I don't necessarily want to invite their significant other. You know, like if you've got six people you're allowed to invite, you don't want to invite three couples. You want to invite six friends. Oh, buddy, <laughs> the one thing that uh, people were fuming about in this one is that, like, I think it's a generational thing, but people are just inviting themselves to our wedding. Like, <laughs> so we'll invite like uh, Jeff. And then you'll be like, yeah, me and Kira. And I was like, we didn't invite Kira, buddy. <laughs> so I have to like <laughs> borderline call these old, like, because it's all like. Do you uh, got a date set and everything? Yeah, man. When's it? Oh, this shit's got to happen. When's this happening? Uh, July. July. This, we might actually release this podcast by then. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're kind of delayed. <laughs> You're kind of delayed? Well, we, we got a bunch in the bank. So we, we, we release oh, them every, yeah. every couple, every two weeks we release one. So Fuck, what if this is like three years from now and I'm already divorced? Yeah, this would be weird. <laughs> I love sh- her and I'll never be with her, that stupid bitch. That's super um, funny. All right, well, we're going to wrap this thing up. This has been an interesting talk, getting to know Dylan Gotch. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we got a show to go do. We got some jokes to tell. Um, but thank you for coming on. I hope you had a good time. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> it is the uh, Never Sleeps Network. This is a, well, let's tell people where you, where they can find you. Oh, shit. Go at Dylan Yacht on Twitter. And more importantly, I do have a podcast called The Wrestler Review. It's The Wrestler Review. Each each week we do a shitty bio. Me and fellow comedian John Hastings, shitty bio of a pro wrestler. We've done a four-part series on Hulk Hogan. Trust me, we're, when we say we're comedians, the facts are loose and there's a lot of riffing about sex tapes. All right, we'll check that out. And, uh, you know, you can uh, check me out every Wednesday night. I'm, uh, I host the uh, Dope and Mike at the Underground Comedy Club. And I, uh, I do some shows with uh, Yuck Yucks every now and again. So uh, go get out to those clubs and uh, find me on, you know, Jeff Ball Comedy on all the socials. This has been another episode of The Potato Files on the Never Sleeps Network. 
Um, thanks for listening, and uh, come back again. Bye-bye. Bye. Everybody, please listen to me. Bye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.